if you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I have a story that may be hard to follow, because I'm not much of an author, and I've never taken the time to write this whole thing out, but it's a glitch that I think should be out there, because it was interesting. Back when I was a kid, I think like 10-ish years old, I used to have a lot of hyper-realistic and lucid dreams. I would often have dreams where I would be fully aware that I was dreaming, but at the time I didn't know that lucid dreaming was a thing, so I just thought this was completely normal. I never brought it up to anyone because I just thought that's how everyone dreamed. There was one dream, however, during these couple of years that I would repeatedly have. And when I say repeatedly, I mean almost every night. The stream always began the same way. I was holding a glass of orange juice, I would be sitting on the couch in the old living room. It had the bulky CRT television, the old faded floral wallpaper, and it was my mom's old couch that had a hole in the center cushion from where my brother had accidentally set it on fire. During the dream, my brother was back in his room, so it was just myself and my mom in the living room and we were watching TV. I remember that the TV was showing the story on a shuttle launch, which was almost a common thing back then. Those in my age group will know about when this was. I loved watching the shuttle launches as a kid, so I would always be there watching intensely. In this dream, as they showed the footage of the shuttle launching, I remember the phone ringing. I remember because I was annoyed that the ringing interrupted my watching of the shuttle. My mom would walk over to the kitchen and answer the phone, and it was always my grandmother on the other end. I remember I would always look over to my mom at the exact moments that her face would go from a glowing smile to a look of devastation. The call, in the dream, was always the same. My grandma was calling my mom to tell her that my grandpa had had a heart attack, and that he was being rushed to the hospital. The dream would typically end with her hanging up and telling me that we needed to go. No matter how many times I had this dream, and no matter how lucid my other dreams always were, this one was always a surprise. I could never do anything about it. I could never control it or myself in this dream. And I had this dream so many times over the couple of years that it occurred. After that couple of years, though, the dream did fade, and I pretty much forgot about it, mostly because I really didn't like that dream. Then came my 21st birthday. My brother and I were over at my mom's for the day, and I was in the living room sitting on the couch, though I was drinking a root beer, of all things. My mom was in the kitchen making dinner for us, and my brother was in the back of the house doing something in his old room. It was the same house, though a lot had changed. The wallpaper was different, the TV was a bit more modern, though still old by today's standard. But overall, it was that same feeling. But then, as I was sitting there, my hand hit that small burn hole in the cushion, and I got hit with this strange feeling in the pit of my stomach. It was almost like anxiety, but it was just this weird feeling in my gut. Then, the news switched over to a story to celebrate the 10th anniversary of one of the shuttle launches. I wish I could remember which one it was, but I can't. As I was sitting there, intently watching them talk about the shuttle that launched on that day, and all of the technological accomplishments since, 
and they switched over to the footage of the rocket launching. As soon as this happened, I got hit with that hard deja vu. I glanced over at my mom, and I could feel a cold chill creep down my spine. My voice was barely above a whisper, but I felt the need to say something. I said, Hey, Mom, the phone's going to ring, and it's going to be Grandma. I want you to prepare yourself, though, because she's going to tell you that Grandpa had a heart attack. My mom looked at me with confusion and concern, and she started to ask me what I was talking about, but was cut off by the phone ringing. She stared at it for a moment. I think she was absorbing that moment. She slowly grabbed the house phone and then answered, and sure enough, it all played out as I had predicted. Her face drained of color, and after a bit of talking, she said that we needed to go to the hospital. The entire drive there was silent. I could tell that she wanted to ask me what the hell that was, and my brother was completely ignorant to the situation. We went in, we saw my grandpa, and talked to my grandma, and the overall feeling in the room was a positive one. But after about an hour, my mom asked me to step out of the room to talk to her. I did, and she surprised me when she looked me dead in the eyes and asked, Does he make it? Is he going to make it through this? Without even thinking, I shook my head and told her, no, he's going to pass away overnight due to some complications. I don't know why I knew this, as it was never part of the dream, but I was completely certain of it. She nodded and told me okay, and we went back in. After that, my mom changed her tone a bit. She spent a few hours just talking to her dad about things, talking about memories, and asking a few questions. It was a somber time, but a loving one too. And what's worse is that it actually played out like I said it would. My grandfather passed away in the early hours of the morning. I think my ability to tell my mom that was going to happen actually made it easier on her, as she seemed to accept the situation when my grandma called her a lot more than I would have expected. We headed back to see my grandma and we were able to stay strong for her. The days that followed were a bit of a haze, as we all had to figure things out and move forward. My mother and I never spoke about it again, and she never asked me how I knew, and I'm glad that she didn't because I don't know how I would have explained it. That's literally the only premonition-like dream I have ever had, and I don't understand why I had it. I don't know why it haunted my childhood like it did, only to come true so long after. In the end, it's just one of those things that happened, and now that I've gotten all into glitch stories, I have to say that this probably falls under that category. In my opinion, the simulation gave me a glimpse of the future, and I was able to recall it when I needed to. But that's my story and I want to thank you for reading it. I hope that I never experience anything like this again, but I was happy to have experienced it at all. Hi. I've experienced occasional glitches in the Matrix throughout my life. The first one I can remember is when I was in college and living in the dorms. My friends in the same dorm were playing a sort of game of hide-and-seek, where we would go to someone's room to hide from the others, and they had to figure out where we were, or something like that. I feel like it was just a spontaneous bit of shenanigans. I had gone to my friend's room and was sitting on her bed just waiting for the others to find me. I waited, and I waited, and nobody came. Finally, after a long bit of waiting and nobody showing up, they opened the door and asked where I had been. I said that I'd been there the whole time, and they said that that was impossible. That they had looked for me in that room, and it had been empty until they looked there the second time. 
the other incidences occurred much later in my life after I had children, and really are centered around my younger daughter. Both of my girls were scared to go down to the basement, I suppose because of a scary basement reason. However, that is where the laundry room is. One day, I was just sitting in my living room, my younger daughter, who was about eight years old at the time, very purposely walked right by me and headed to the basement steps. I was confused by this because neither girl would ever go down there alone, unless they had to, or were going down there with somebody. So, I called her name a couple of times as she was walking by, which she did not respond to at all. It was as if she didn't hear me. I then got up and went downstairs to see what she was doing to find her standing in the middle of the basement, looking around with a bewildered look on her face. I asked her what she was doing, and she said that she had just followed me down to the basement, and suddenly I was no longer there. Another time, that same daughter was waiting in the car for her sister and I as we were going to go somewhere. It took us a while to get ready, and when we went out to the car, she asked why Amy, her older sister, had come out earlier. I asked Amy if she had come outside earlier, and she said that no, she hadn't. My younger daughter said that she definitely saw her come out, but then she suddenly wasn't there. I have a group who is interested in paranormal and metaphysical things. We decided to experiment a bit with timeline jumping. There is a not-for-profit art gallery that we were all involved with. It's a very small space, and we spent a lot of time there, and were quite familiar with the place. After we did the cup method of timeline jumping as an experiment, a statuette of a pastoral girl suddenly appeared in that space that had not been there before. We asked everyone who was involved there, including the owner of the building, if they knew where that statuette had come from, and nobody knew. Did we successfully jump timelines? What do you think? This is my first time ever submitting a story to you, and it's about a glitch. I've been listening for a little while now and thought that a glitch like this would never happen to me. A little background. I work for an electrical contractor, and my job as an apprentice is to shadow a licensed electrician to learn what I need to know to eventually get my electrical license. So now for the story. I quite enjoy where I'm working, the company that I work for is a little old-fashioned with how they record our time so we can get paid. We use timesheets. The format that we use is very simple, so it's not difficult for us to figure out how to fill it out. In order to get paid for the week of work that you do, you need all five days filled out and turned in by Wednesday before noon. Typically for us, we fill out hours twice a week, always on Friday afternoon after we're done working for the day, and Tuesday morning before we start our day. This glitch happened on Friday afternoon when we were filling out our timesheets for the days Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We also sometimes leave about an hour early on Friday, just as a thank you for traveling an hour and a half every morning to get to the job site for that week. I filled out three of my timesheets, as usual, and I remember tearing them off together, so when I separated my written timesheets from the blank ones, they were all three still attached to each other. It's like a notepad thing, so you can peel as many sheets off as you want without them all coming off, if that makes sense. Once I tore them off of the notepad, I went to go grab the skylift that we used to go up to the ceiling and move it to the corner of the building to let it charge over the weekend. I remember taking the three sheets with me over to the lift when I was about to move it. Once I got to the corner and got off of it to plug it in, I grabbed my tool bag to leave to then realize that I didn't have my timesheets anymore. 
I thought that I had them in my hands the entire time because there was really no need for me to lay them down. And even if I did lay them down, I knew for sure that they were going to be on the lift. But they weren't. I looked everywhere on the lift, and even on the ground around in case it fell off, and even the path that I took, but they were nowhere. I went back to where I had originally filled them out, right in front of the three other people that were there, and they weren't there either. I asked them about it, and they said that they saw me take it with me to the lift, confirming what I thought I did as well. So we ended up spending the next 30 minutes looking for those papers, but they were again nowhere to be found. I was so confused to where they could have gone. We ended up just leaving because it wasn't too big of a deal to fill them in again. I made a joke to the licensed electrician that I was under that maybe it was just a glitch in the matrix, and that I would probably end up finding it on the lift on Monday. We both just laughed and left it as that. Fast forward to today, Saturday, I was cleaning my room. Now, in no sense am I OCD, but I tend to make sure that my room is clean that my laundry is put away in the right place. I was putting my socks away after pairing all of them, and when I opened the dresser drawer, I flipped. I had three timesheets in my drawer. Now, these timesheets were not filled out but this still frightened me because I know for a fact that I did not place these in there, because they were not in the drawer when I pulled the socks out of the drawer earlier that morning, when I took a shower and got ready for the day. I also know that I have never taken any timesheets home, because there was no need for me to, because I would always fill them out at work. Better yet, I was also listening to another podcast about conspiracy theories and it was over Nikola Tesla's theory on 369. I'm not sure how to explain this theory because I'm still trying to figure it out, but I just thought it was weird that I was in front of three people when I filled out three sheets listening to this 369 podcast. I don't know if this was just a coincidence, which it probably is, but I just thought that this was very strange. It's a small thing, but any change in reality is significant, right? We have a set of ceramic mixing bowls. They're various colors, and each one has color on the outside, and a different color on the inside. The largest of these bowls has been used as a water bowl for our dogs for about ten years. This bowl was red on the outside and yellow on the inside. We had four dogs, so my wife and I washed and refilled that bowl often, sometimes several times a day. We were going out of town for a long weekend, and I had decided to bug bomb the house while we were gone. This would give the fog plenty of time to both work and to dissipate before we got back. I tried to do this once every couple of years. I put the dogs' food and water bowls in the dishwasher so that they wouldn't get any bug fogger chemicals on them, started the dishwasher and the foggers, and then left for our vacation. When we got back, we unloaded our bags, and our dogs, opened the doors to air the place out, tossed the fogger canisters, and went to the dishwasher to get the bowls, so that we could feed and water our dogs. The food bowls were there, but not the ceramic water bowl. We had other water bowls, but that red one seemed to be the dog's favorite. I was confused and a little irritated with myself because I thought that I must have forgotten to put this bowl in the dishwasher, and I hoped that the dogs hadn't drank any water from it yet. The thing was, I had such a clear memory of putting it in the dishwasher. I went to the spot where the bowl is normally on the rug, and it wasn't there. I handed my wife the food bowls from the dishwasher, and asked her if she had gotten the water bowl out already. She hadn't. She asked if I checked the cabinet. I hadn't, so I checked. In the cabinet was the collection of mixing bowls. 
There was a bowl that looked like it was the right size, but it was green inside and yellow on the outside. There was a small bowl that was red outside and yellow inside, but it was like the size of a soup bowl. This bowl was nowhere near the size of the bowl that we used for the water bowl. Our dogs were 60 to 100 pounds. The water bowl was a big bowl. I stepped back, left the cabinet doors open, and called my wife over and just pointed at the bowls. Where's the water bowl? She asked. I can't find it. Do you remember what color it was? I asked. She looked at me like I was an idiot and said, Yeah, it's red and yellow. We turned the house upside down looking for that bowl. The set of bowls nest inside each other. Neither of us remembers the green and yellow bowl. But it's the same size as the red and yellow had been, so it could never have nested inside the red bowl or vice versa. Also, both of us are sure that we have never seen the small red and yellow soup bowl before. We pulled out the new green bowl and have used it ever since. The dogs didn't seem to mind the change. We both know that water bowl was red on the outside and yellow on the inside before we left. Now it's yellow on the outside and green on the inside. I know it's a small thing, but we are both absolutely certain it's not the same bowl, and it's not the right color. It really weirds us out still. And this all happened a few years ago. This happened a few months back, but I'm new to Reddit, so I'm just now finding a place to post about it. It was really weird, and I still think about it sometimes. A few months ago, my boyfriend and I were coming home from a trip to visit family. We live in a small second-floor apartment that overlooks our parking lot. We were unpacking the car, bringing stuff upstairs little by little, and my family had sent us with a lot of food so one load we brought up all had to be unloaded into the fridge. As I was unloading the food, my boyfriend was standing at the counter and we were having a full conversation. I don't exactly remember what we were talking about, but it was something you wouldn't just walk away from. Anyways, he's standing there, and as I'm talking, I turn around to put something in the fridge, but when I looked back, he was gone. I was confused, because, again, we were in the middle of a conversation, but I was like, is he hiding from me? Is he playing a joke? So I started laughing and looking for him around the apartment. After a few minutes, I was like, what the heck is going on? Because he was nowhere to be found. Sometimes he steps onto the patio to smoke, so I opened that door, and while he wasn't on our patio... I saw him downstairs unloading the car. I was really confused about how he got downstairs so fast, and why he left in the middle of our conversation. Well, he came back up a few minutes later, and had to knock because apparently the front door was locked, and he didn't have his keys. How did the front door get locked with him outside without keys, and me not knowing that somehow he left? The front door is in the kitchen that I was in. I would have heard the door open and close, but I heard and saw nothing if he left. I was also just literally putting something down in the fridge, so I had my back to him for like a split second. How could he possibly get to the door so fast, and yet I didn't see anything? None of it makes sense to me, and when I asked him about it, he had no idea what I was talking about and no memory of our conversation while I was unloading food. It's so strange. This morning, the 24th of December, 2023, my son opened the last window on his Percy Pig chocolate advent calendar. He then asked me to pop the chocolates out of the calendar for him. I pressed the backing, causing the chocolate to protrude from the packaging so that he could remove it himself, which 
he likes to do. Being four years old, he failed to hold it properly and it fell down. I was sitting on a reclining chair at the time, and we watched the chocolate slide down my body and fall between my legs into the cushioned seat. I felt for it, but I couldn't find it, so I stood up to check. Nothing. We spent the next 15 minutes looking in and around the area for it and couldn't find it anywhere. I checked under the chair, inside all of the creases, nooks, and crannies, but still nothing. I sat back down and thought about where it could have gone. I then looked over at the now-empty advent calendar and wondered if it could somehow be back in the slot. So I went over and picked it up and checked. Still nothing. I was about to put the empty box back down when I tilted it and heard something inside the box which was not there before. I opened the end of the box, tipped it, and out popped the missing chocolate. Stranger still is when I picked up the box to check, I tilted it towards me to look at the now empty window where the chocolate used to be, and there was nothing inside. It was silent. Both my son and I watched the chocolate slide away down my body and fall between my legs onto the cushion when he dropped it. I even asked him where it went, and he said that he watched it slide down onto the seat where I was sitting between my legs. I was holding the box up at the time in order to see where it went, and we both watched it slide down and disappear. The empty box was at least a foot away from the chocolates. There's absolutely no way that the two could have been in physical contact. Weirder still is that I tossed the box onto the other sofa in order to look, which is about two meters away, and when I threw it across, there was no sound from the box. It was silent, and certainly empty. And then when I checked later, the chocolate was rattling around inside, which is impossible. Any thoughts? This happened in 2011, or 2012, and I can't talk about it without tearing up because I just don't know. I was in high school, in sociology class. I sat next to my friend Jane, who was notorious for having a crap ton of snacks every day. Small girl, fast metabolism probably. One of her go-tos were clementines, usually bringing one each day wrapped in a paper towel and keeping it in her bag, which was like a messenger-slash-tote style bag. It stood up on its own and everything. I don't know if that's even relevant. So, class is starting, and she ate her clementine. I'm annoyed, so I ask for a slice, and we split the clementine. She walked the peel and paper towel to the trash can by her teacher's desk, and threw it away. This is all normal, and then she gets back to her desk and reaches down to get her stuff for the class, and suddenly sits straight up. I'm not sure how to describe her face, except for that she really looked like she saw a ghost. She asked me if she had just eaten her clementine, and I'm like, yeah. And I look over, and there's clearly a clementine wrapped in a paper towel in her bag where it's usually kept. I immediately was like, oh, you obviously mistakenly packed two, or you didn't eat the one you packed yesterday, etc. She was adamant that that wasn't the case, and went to the trash can. And then she starts reaching in the trash can and sorting through the trash. I'm like, Jane, what are you doing? So I go over and look, and sure enough, there is no clementine peel in there. It's just not there. It has been less than a minute since I watched her throw it in this exact trash can. It was one of those little trash cans, and we emptied it out. By this point, we're both losing our crap, sitting on the ground, stammering, trying to blame each other for whatever the hell was happening. Our teacher noticed and let us sit out the rest of the class because we were so distraught. The peel just completely disappeared. I don't know if it's possible that she had a second Clementine in her bag all along, but I 100% know that Clementine 1 was eaten, and the peel was thrown away. I know that it's a small thing, but 
there really is no explanation. It truly changed my perspective about reality. I only first heard about traveling across parallel universes a few years ago, and it was from various online forums and, of course, from YouTube channels like yours. After hearing these stories of drifting into an alternate reality, I believe it might explain something bizarre that happened to my older brother and I when we were kids. Back then, my brother, who was two years older than me, had his own paper route, and would let me come along to help him. This route was a rather small one, and it paid very little. But to us, it was candy money any way you look at it. My brother was sure to give me a whole whopping 50 cents on payday. But try to consider that this was the early 90s, and you could afford a small something for that much. So... I was happy with it, as the two of us would go down to a local convenience store called Speedy's after getting paid. My brother and I would deliver papers in the afternoon after getting home from school, and his route was in our own neighborhood, so my parents had no problem with seven-year-old me tagging along with him every week. The place that I grew up in is an old steel town in the greater Pittsburgh area, so all the houses are close together. The houses here are generally smaller, much older, and so are the brick streets. At certain times during the route, my brother would hand me a few papers and instruct me to deliver them to specific houses. We would repeat this routine every time we did papers, but one day it was interrupted by what I can only describe as peculiar. On this occasion, there were three houses I was to deliver papers to along a back street, Meanwhile, my brother would deliver a few along the next street, which was much busier than the one that I was on, with cars whizzing by every few seconds. This would be why our parents didn't want me anywhere near there. When I was finished, I was to wait on the corner of a sidewalk of a road called George Street, which ran vertical to the one that I was doing until my brother got back. I did just that on this day. But after waiting for what I felt was way too long, I got worried, and I started walking up and down the sidewalk to look for my brother. When I didn't initially see him anywhere, I called out for him and got a response, but didn't see him anywhere. Then I searched on that busier street that he was delivering papers to, which is called State Avenue, to see if he was still there. I didn't see him, but... I asked a man I saw sitting on his steps smoking a cigarette if he had seen a boy with a blue Bugle Boy shirt on. For those of you who don't know, Bugle Boy was a shirt line from the 80s and 90s that went out of business back in 2001. If you'd like to get an idea of what their shirts look like, you can Google their name, or look up the show Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and that'll give you an idea. Anyway. The man squinted when I asked him this, as if he had never heard of that brand before. Then he told me that he hadn't. I turned back after that and looked for my brother in the area where I had delivered papers once more, but he was nowhere to be seen. At this point, I wasn't sure what to do and started crying, so I went home to tell my parents about us getting separated, and they were livid that I left my brother. What was I supposed to do? I couldn't find him. They made me go back and look again, so I went back to the block where I had last seen him. This was well before smartphones, but what would that matter? We were too young to have them anyways. I decided on doing the very thing my brother told me to do initially, and I waited on the street corner of George Street. After waiting there for a few minutes, my brother who had also gone home to look for me, but went a completely different way, returned to the corner. He was panting from running, and was so upset that he scolded me for not staying put where he had said to. When I told him that I was indeed waiting there for quite a while, 
we were both puzzled as to how we could have missed each other in such a small block. My brother had a theory that we must have passed right by each other at some point, possibly on opposite sides of the street that I waited by, but I had a clear memory of watching both sides of the street, watching out for him. And stranger still, when I walked down to State Avenue, we almost surely would have bumped into each other at some point, so his theory is unlikely. After hearing theories about different universes running parallel to our own, is it possible that one of us traveled to one almost identical to our own? It makes more sense if you rule out all other possibilities. Two kids on the same block being unable to find each other, then reappearing shortly after? The memory is so bizarre, which might be why I remember it so clearly. To think that all of these years have gone by without being able to explain how we lost track of each other, and now, as an adult, what I believe happened seems plausible to me. Going back a few years now, but my whole family remembers this vividly. I get home approximately 3 to 4 a.m. after having been out drinking all night, to find the front door locked and bolted from the inside, so my keys do not work. So I have to wake someone up to let me inside. Mum reluctantly and sleepily opens the door and asks me why I went back out again. Well, I hadn't. I had just gotten home. But she says that I came home about two hours prior, let myself in, and she spoke to me from across the room while she was watching TV. But I only said a couple of words and went upstairs to bed. My brother and dad both heard the conversation while they were upstairs and heard footsteps going up the stairs. So, naturally, my first reaction is to check upstairs, but there's no sign of anything. There were always spooky things going on in that home, so we just assumed that, quote-unquote, the ghost had a thing for me. Edit. I took the time to write about my other happenings in that same house to a comment here, so I might as well paste that here too for anyone else interested. My dad used to live in the house next door as a kid, and he had a Ouija board. They saw spirits quite regularly after this, like... My nan saw some little girl crying in her bedroom once. I think my granddad saw a dead army vet walking through the house once and through a wall. I often wondered if my room became like the local ghost hangout spot or something, because I sometimes felt someone sit at the end of the bed, but no one was there. My brother had friends stay in my room when I was out, and they said to him that they experienced weird stuff. Not sure what, though, as we never found out the specifics. I had other little instances of different cats being scared and always looking up at the staircase frightened. I had things like Lego come randomly flying down that staircase when everyone, including the cats, were downstairs. I also had one night where I got into bed, and before falling asleep, it felt like someone laid on top of me, held the sides of the covers down, and rasped something that I can't quite recall now into my ear. That one does actually send shivers just remembering and writing it. But no full-on proper hauntings or anything that made us want to leave. We've lived there for 20 years before my parents downsized. I go past the house sometimes as my dentist is still there, and I wonder if the newer residents have experienced anything. But I'm not knocking and asking. Hell, they might recognize me as having let myself in at 2am with them too at some point. So, a couple years back, I got these cool, chunky platform shoes whilst on a holiday that had ankle straps. I loved these shoes, and wore them almost every day. One day I went to play a netball game like I do most weekends, and had to change out of these shoes into my gym kit, and leave them in the changing room as normal. 
I came back after the game and one of the shoes had their strap missing, like it was torn off. I was furious because, as I said, these were my favorite shoes, and it looked like someone had just ripped one up at the ankle strap. And I had bought them on a holiday in France, and I lived in England. The company didn't sell just one part of the shoe, nor did they ship overseas at the time. So it wasn't really something that could be easily fixed. So I put the shoe away. I wasn't able to find another identical pair that I liked, nor could I get them fixed without the strap to reattach. So, much to my disappointment, I just kind of left them alone. A few weeks after this had happened, I was looking for a different pair of shoes in my cupboard, and I picked up this pair to get them out of the way. Shockingly, they were looking good as new, with both ankle straps where they should be. I was naturally confused. I asked my parents if they knew anything about it, had replaced or fixed the shoe, but they knew nothing. I kind of let it slide and even convinced myself that maybe I had imagined the shoe breaking in the first place. Then, not long after that, I found the shoe strap in my gym bag, looking like it had been torn off of its shoe. I didn't have any other shoes like this that the strap I found could have come from, nor did any of my netball team, and it still baffles me to this day. After going through a divorce, I ended up moving in with my parents for a few years. They live in a rural area on some acreage, and during the time I lived there, my dad and I did a bunch of gardening together. One year, we put in a huge online order for seeds and plant starts. I had read about pawpaw trees in a gardening magazine and decided I would try growing them. My parents already had all sorts of fruit trees, nut trees, and berry bushes, but pawpaw was a fruit that I hadn't tried and I thought that it would add nice variety. So, I ordered two pawpaw tree starts. When our order arrived, I sat in the living room with my dad and opened the box, pulling the seed packets and starts one by one, as I announced to my dad what each one was. When I pulled out the tree starts, the label said, Pears, and there was a note attached that read, we were unable to ship your pawpaw trees, so please accept these pear trees as replacements. I read the note to my dad and told him that I was a little annoyed, because we already had several pear trees on the property, and we didn't necessarily need more. I also mentioned that they should have offered us our money back instead of just assuming we would be okay with pear trees. It was a little disappointing, but no big deal. Before we started planting, we still had some preparation to do in the garden, so we just put the box of seeds and starts in the mudroom where it sat for about a week. When we were finally ready to plant, we went through the box again, and were surprised to see that the pear trees, along with the note, were both gone, and in their place were two pawpaw trees. My dad planted them in the field, and I kept them watered for the next week or so, until one day they were both missing. My dad thinks that maybe an animal pulled them up, but part of me thinks that we weren't supposed to have them in the first place, and the Matrix corrected itself by taking them back. Hi there. I'm a 39-year-old female, and this occurred, I think, a little over a year ago. This was a very real event. No drugs or alcohol. I was in our bathroom, which has a line of sight out the back window to where my hubby passes by before coming in the door. So I was just doing my hair and looked over to see him outside the window, walking up, switching the Kroger bag to his other hand to grab his keys, etc. Then heard the door and watched him walk by to the kitchen. I said, hey baby, and he didn't hear me. Not surprising, his hearing isn't the best. But I heard him lay the bags down and then lay his keys and wallet down, 
So I stuck a clip in that last bit of hair to do and started out at the bathroom door to give him a hug and kiss. Well, here it is. Instantly, when I walked out of the doorway of the bathroom, everything was completely different. All the lights were out, and they had certainly been on a moment prior. Totally weirded out. I felt shaky and whatnot. But I guess managed to walk a few steps to look toward the kitchen, only to see my husband wasn't even there. Then, before I even had time to attempt to process what the hell just happened, I saw through our kitchen window. His headlights were coming down the driveway. It was then that I started to get extra weirded out, and for sure had to sit down. I remember I propped myself sitting against the edge of my couch arm, and the next part is what freaks me out the absolute most. I couldn't believe my eyes at all. As I watched him walk around that window, it was like someone had just literally rewound a tape and was replaying it. The exact same motions, the exact same sounds, all the way through including him setting the keys and bags down. The only thing I could think at that point is how crazy I would actually sound if I told anyone this. Except I told my husband right when he got there. So I just want to know if anyone has any ideas of what happened. I'm open to hear about it. It's the single most unbelievable, existential type thing that's happened in my life. And I will never forget it. I used to be in the army. One day, about six years ago, four of my soldiers and I, I was a sergeant at the time, were working on our vehicle maintenance on Motorpole Monday. I had been with this organization for almost two years, and the process for turning in our maintenance paperwork had always been the same. The process was, inspect the vehicles, annotate any faults on the paperwork, 5988, bring it to the mechanics to verify any faults, then once verified, bring it to the company XO. After I passed out the maintenance paperwork for that week to my soldiers, they went out and tried to complete the task. However, they came back to me a little while later to let me know that the mechanics were refusing to verify the paperwork and said that we were supposed to bring it to the XO first and then it would go to them. This irritated me, because I knew the process, and that was wrong. I figured it was just a new mechanic giving out bad information, so I went and talked to the maintenance chief warrant officer. When I told him the process we were trying to do, his exact words were, We have never done it like that, Sergeant. At this point, I feel like I'm being pranked, so I call my platoon sergeant. He tells me that I am wrong and that it has never been done the way that I remember. Well, it wasn't just me that remembered it that way. All four of my soldiers were just as confused as myself. We asked our buddies from other platoons, other mechanics, and other sergeants, and everyone told us that we were wrong. Wanting to just be done for the day, we all complied with the process. A week goes by and Motorpool Monday comes back around. My soldiers and I do the process that we did the week prior. I go to bring the paperwork to the XO before the mechanics, and he looks at me and says, What are you doing, Sergeant? Is that to be verified by the mechanics first before you bring them to me? I laughed and asked if he was joking, but he was not. So I went back to Motorpool and asked the maintenance chief who affirmed the process that I knew was right from the beginning. I went back to my office and told my soldiers, who were all just as confused as I was. Everyone had gone back to the original way, and no one had any memory of the other process other than the four soldiers and myself. We could not think of a good explanation for what happened, other than a really weird shared glitch. The process never changed again. It remained the same for the next year and a half that I was with that organization. To this day, I randomly think about it, and it drives me crazy not knowing what happened there. 
my husband and I live in a pretty walkable small town and like to take walks in the evenings. We also will walk the town square for special events and festivals, and we always follow the same path, or close to the same. There is one section of the walk where there is a huge oak tree growing between the road and the sidewalk. The roots have torn up the sidewalk and made it super jagged. The first few times, I almost tripped walking on it. Now we always step off the sidewalk, go around the tree on the road, and get back on the sidewalk on the other side. We've done this walk a dozen times. We went on vacation and haven't taken our walks in about two to three weeks. Today, we started up again. We get to the big oak tree and I step into the road to go around. My husband asks what I'm doing. I remind him about the torn up sidewalk. He asks me what I'm talking about, so I step over to show him, but there is no sidewalk. The sidewalk ends neatly before the tree and doesn't resume until about 500 feet up on the other side of the intersection. There's mature grass, snow, and leaves, but no sign of a sidewalk or a sidewalk that has been recently removed. I say that I remember there being a torn-up section of sidewalk in this spot and that it continued all the way to the street. My husband swears there never has been. He swears that it always just ends there. I feel insane. We've walked that path hundreds of times over the past few years. It's one of the largest trees in town, so there's no mistaking it for a different street. And it's also right by our house. So, I was driving down my road towards my house and I see my neighbor spraying the road in front of his house, which is right after mine. I really didn't think much of it, figured maybe he spilled something and was spraying off whatever he spilled. I pulled into my driveway as I usually walk in front of my car, jump on my porch, and open the door. But this time, I was walking around the back of my car, and when I look up, my neighbor is now spraying off his car that's now in the road where he was spraying before. I figured that his girlfriend must have just pulled up right when I was pulling in, and that's why I didn't see her drive up. There was just a couple of seconds from the time that I parked to when I saw the car, so naturally I was expecting to see the driver somewhere, either in the car or walking out. But she never walks into view, so I start walking over there. In my gut, I had this feeling that something just wasn't right. It was like I knew that the car didn't just pull up, and was there the whole time. But it wasn't there, or I would have seen it, right? So I walk up to my neighbor and say, This is a dumb question, but was your car here the whole time, or did it just pull up now? He looks at me a little funny and says, No, it's been here for the past 30 minutes. I've been washing it. I tell him that when I pulled up, this car was not parked here. I say, you were spraying the road, and there was no car. Not wanting to sound any more crazy than I already did, I just turned and walked away. I've known this guy my whole life, so he just laughs, not realizing that I'm freaking out inside. My heart is racing like I just saw a ghost or something. I seem to experience this type of glitch pretty often but it's always something small, like my lighter or something on the counter that I could have overlooked. Although it's been getting more clear that things are gone one second, and then back the next. There's still the possibility that I just didn't notice it, I never really know for sure. This time though, I know for absolute certainty, that car was 100% not there. The road had a big circle of soapy bubbles, and he was spraying in the center, as if there was a car there, but I just couldn't see it. The neighbors next to him have a big trailer parked in the road, and I remember I could see nothing but pavement from where I was all the way down to that trailer. No car in between. I think, deep down, we all know that the world we live in is just too amazing for us to have it all figured out. 
So experiencing something like this, it just kind of confirms something I already knew. And even though this has happened, it's almost as if it never happened. I still have a million and one questions. Thanks for reading my true story, and I hope you all enjoyed the glitch of my life. Hi Raven, this happened a few weeks ago, and the more I think about it, the more I convinced myself that I stopped a head-on crash probably taking me with it. There are many ways that I can go to my local supermarket. On this day, I used the back roads on the estate where I live to reach the local rat run. The only remarkable thing on the outward trip was a 4x4 doing close to 80 miles per hour on this country lane. Coming back, however, I decided to take a longer ride back. As I was riding my bike along, I sensed a car coming up behind me, and at the same time, I caught a glimpse in a gap of a car coming the other way, from around the corner. Now, there is no way the people in the car behind could see that car in front, as the hedges were too high, and they were sitting lower. Luckily, I was some three feet higher so I just waved at them to stay behind me as I knew they would never pass, and to get back in front. Accident averted. I think they knew that they had been lucky, as I got away from both drivers and passengers as they finally came past. In June of 2018... My daughter and I walked up the road a quarter of a mile to the local Waffle House for breakfast. Since we were walking, I only took a house key and my debit card and placed them in my jeans pocket. After breakfast, we walked up to the cashier with the ticket. I paid for the meal, and then we left and proceeded to walk back home. When we were almost home, I reached in my pants pocket to grab my key to unlock the door and noticed that my debit card was not with the key. I panicked, so we turned around before unlocking the door and went back to the Waffle House to see if I left the card with the cashier. We walked quickly back, also looking on the side of the road in case I dropped it. Once we got back to the Waffle House, the cashier said that she gave my card back to me, and no one had turned in a card possibly found on the floor. I felt sick and all I could think of was hurrying back home and calling the credit card company to cancel my card. We proceeded back towards home again, and finally made it home. I unlocked the door and walked past the kitchen, and I noticed from the corner of my eye a piece of paper folded on the countertop. After opening the paper, I was shocked to discover that it was my receipt from the Waffle House, wrapped around my debit card. The card and the receipt were back at home before... I made it home. Just so you know, my daughter was walking behind me and I unlocked the door and entered the house. So, she didn't have time to place my card and receipt in the kitchen. I've never experienced a glitch in the Matrix before, but... I don't know what else to call this strange thing that happened. So, I have a digital clock in my bathroom, and it's right next to the mirror. Oftentimes, I look at the clock in the mirror instead of the real clock to see the time, because it's easier when I'm standing in front of the mirror. I was standing at the mirror and looking at the clock, in the mirror, which said 3.07. I quickly glanced at the real clock that was next to me and it read 3.08. I had a split-second thought about how weird it was that the clock changed so quickly that it already read 3.08 before I even finished moving my eyes. Because of this thought, I quickly looked back in the mirror and this is where things got weird. The clock in the mirror still said 3.07, and as soon as I looked at it, it changed to 3.08. I stared in disbelief as I frantically looked back and forth between the mirror and its reflection, now both reading 308. 
trying to figure out how the real clock said 308 when its reflection was still reading 307. I was desperately trying to make sense of what happened, but really I couldn't. I genuinely have no way to explain this. As I thought about it further, I feel as though the time was 308 the entire time and the mirror was somehow off. I think that's why it read 308 the moment I looked at the real clock, and I think that's why the clock in the mirror immediately changed from 307 to 308 as soon as I looked at it. I wonder if my thoughts and expectations somehow influenced the mirror's image. I'm not sure, but my husband told me to post here, so thanks for reading. This is a quick story from back in high school. Around 7 or 8 p.m., my friend and I were walking through an outlet mall for fun. There wasn't much for me to do in my hometown. Everything was closed, so we didn't pass pretty much anyone, besides this guy in a gray hoodie and some sweatpants, which neither of us thought was weird. I mean, if we were walking around the mall at night, why couldn't he? The part that was weird was when a few minutes went by and we passed the same guy again. We both looked at each other like, what the hell, and confirmed what had just happened and that it didn't make any sense to us. We didn't pass him again, and we didn't see him behind us either. We thought maybe it was twins playing a prank on us, but why would they do that in an outlet mall at that hour? I wish we had stopped him to see what had just happened, but it'll always be a mystery. First off, let me just say that I'm a big fan of your show. It's good to know that I'm not alone. Anyway, this happened when I was a child, and to this day, I remember every single detail. So, it was just a normal night, and I was in the kitchen with my dad, he was making something, and I was having a snack. Now, I don't have any mental health issues, and this hasn't happened since. Out of nowhere, everything starts to get blurry, and I see this human head. It shows up out of nowhere, and it was trying to tell me something, but I couldn't make it out. It sounded like radio static, and at that moment, time froze. I blacked out, and I woke up in my bed. My parents were asleep, and I don't remember going to bed. And I swear to God, I was not dreaming. It was like time had reset itself. This hasn't happened since, but this has really stuck with me. Anyways, thank you for your time, and keep up the good work. When I was 14 years old, I had a long-distance relationship with a teenage boy that I met on YM. You know, dumb teenage stuff. The entire relationship was just through phone calls and SMS. We decided to meet up once in the mall and he gave me a photo of him. So, when I went home and went to sleep, I kissed the picture. But I put it inside of my wallet's picture pocket and fell asleep hugging it. When I woke up, my wallet was still on my chest. The first thing I did was to say good morning to the picture, however it was gone. It was missing. I clearly remembered putting that picture inside of my wallet, because I very clearly even said I'll keep you right here. I panicked so badly. I cleaned my room to find it, but I couldn't. Nobody had gone inside of my room. Fast forward, I turned 20 years old and I was decluttering my room. I saw my old wallet, and when I opened it, the picture was there. The same spot. It didn't look like it had aged or anything like that, so I was shocked, and I couldn't find the word for how the heck it was there. I didn't know what it was called, but when I watched your channel and heard about these missing things suddenly reappearing... I realized 
was this some kind of glitch or something? So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.